Hey, it's Kelly K. Walker, the queen of manifesting. And as some of you know, I just had my first manifesting event in two years. Most of my events since COVID have been either speaker training or business training. But I felt like with the new year starting, I should do a manifesting event again. It was a lot of work and a lot of fun. And I learned some new things about people and their limiting beliefs, especially when it comes to their hopes and dreams. So I'm going to share some of my insights in today's episode. So sit back, relax, grab something to take notes with. And I got to warn you today, you might also need some tissues. So let's go. You're listening to the Queen of Manifesting podcast. Welcome to the Queendom. In this podcast, the queen of manifesting herself, Kelly Walker, Kelly Walker, will teach you how to manifest everything you need to live your purpose at a higher level. And now, your queen, Queen. Kelly Walker. Hello and welcome to my podcast. This is Kelly Walker and I'm excited to talk about what I learned and relearned this weekend. I just had my event called Evolve, Manifest Your Best Year Ever. And it's the first one I've had in a long time. Two years ago was my first and only manifesting event. It was one day and I focused mainly on clarity and money. It was an amazing event. And I made a lot of new friends and I started working with several of them as clients and I counted it as a great success. And then two weeks later, the world was shut down by COVID. Luckily, we had Zoom to keep going with coaching sessions, but it definitely hampered the highlight of what I had included as a bonus to people that purchased my biggest coaching package. I threw in a seven-night Caribbean cruise as a free bonus. And then I ended up having Royal Caribbean cancel it. It caused so many problems with my business that I thought maybe I should never do it again. But (laughs) I just offered another cruise this weekend at my event and I am really manifesting for it to go more smoothly. I often ask myself why I manifested that first experience and what I learned from it. Because I do believe 100% that everything happens to us. Everything that happens to us is ultimately for our benefit. Although in the moment, it can seem extremely horrible and painful and feel totally unfair and even random sometimes. But we attract things into our lives to help us grow and become the people we need to be. So this weekend, when I brought up the possibility to my husband of offering a cruise, he was like, no way. Don't even think about it. Not with COVID still around. But I have learned from my experience. So I announced that everyone would need to be vaccinated to claim their bonus cruise. And that if the cruise didn't happen, there would be no refunds for it because it had been a free bonus. Often my lessons from events and client experiences 
have taught me to be more clear up front about rules and expectations, and especially to get things in writing. But honestly, more than learning about sales and contracts, I had some much deeper lessons this weekend. I learned on a deeper level about how we interact with the world, both our inner world and our outer world. And I really want to share these ahas with you. The first thing I want to talk about is that people will always find what they're looking for. In any situation, without exception, you will find what you're looking for. If you believe deep down inside of you that you are less than, if you believe that you are inferior to others or too different to be accepted, or otherwise somehow don't fit into a certain set of social expectations, you will always look for proof that the people around you are judging you, rejecting you, and wishing that you would shut up or leave. Now, one of the things I repeatedly taught at this event was that as humans, we all send out an energetic list of instructions showing people how to treat us. If your energetic list of instructions says, treat me like I am too much, do whatever you can to make me shrink and hide, then that is exactly how people will naturally want to react to you. They won't be able to help it. Energetic requests are really, really powerful. And those energetic lists of instructions also lead us to attract the same romantic partners over and over again in our life, but they show up in a different body every time. We end up in relationships with those who have the need to treat someone the way we are requesting to be treated. It is mutually beneficial in its destruction. Think about that for a minute. If you keep attracting someone who treats you badly, no matter how much you say you want to be treated like a queen, what must be on your list of instructions? I invite you to journal on that. Now, some people have had enough practice and a strong enough desire to treat others with love and respect that they can reject that subconscious directive to be mean and judgmental. But that is not the norm. Most people will feel a sense of unrightness about you, like something's wrong with you, but they can't put their finger on it. Or they'll feel unsafe or uncomfortable around you. Some of them will even feel irresistibly drawn to be rude or unkind to you. Whatever your instructions are, most people will follow them to one degree or another. And if you wonder what is on your list of instructions, it's easy. Just look at how you're treated by the people in your life. Unfortunately, if you are looking to have your self-image reinforced, and it is very negative, you will still always succeed. If your self-image is low and negative and you go to an event 
you will perceive negativity being directed at you during that event. And if somehow all the other people there are highly evolved to resist negative energetic requests like that, and nobody there is actively directing negativity at you, you will still perceive it. So how does that happen? How is that, that you can perceive it when it's not happening? Well, it's because you are already feeling it from yourself. What you focus on grows, and what you're looking for, you will find. If you find that people treat you badly, stop looking for people who treat you badly. Focus on people who treat you well and with love and respect. Okay, now the second thing that I want to share is that how important it is to know that not everyone is ready to let go of their story. Everyone has a story of pain and suffering and how so many people have hurt them over the years. We have all experienced pain, suffering, and mistreatment. When it becomes our identity, though, that causes so many problems. If your identity is swallowed up in being a victim, you can only identify as a victim. You can't let go of your past. You can't let go of your pain. You can't let go of your abuse. Those things become you. They become who you are. They define you. And then you are trapped in that identity. Because without those stories of bullying, beatings, and betrayal, you just aren't special anymore. You don't have excuses to wallow anymore. And I know what I'm talking about because I was the queen of wallowing a few years ago. I get it. It's so nice to have an excuse to not go all out because it's easier to not try than it is to try and fail. It's so nice to have an excuse for not doing more because you're so tired of not being good enough at something like you mistakenly believe everyone else is. It's so nice to have an excuse for giving up when your new routine gets challenging and your willpower is lacking. Your identity as a victim gives you an easy excuse for everything. And then if we go down to a deeper level, you probably have a fear that you don't know who you would be without it. If your identity were taken away, what's left? Who are you? What are you? Why are you? You fear that you will never be able to establish a better identity and you will float through the world undefined, unnoticed, and unimportant. Your sad story gives you power. It makes you feel important and special. But the truth is, that sad story is keeping you from living a life so good 
You can't even imagine it in your current state. You have no idea how beautiful your life could be, how fulfilled you could feel, how many people's lives you could touch for good. Because from your current viewpoint, you can see nothing but pain, disappointment, and failure. How do you change your identity when it is so wrapped up in being a victim? Well, for me, it was hitting rock bottom and then having someone throw me a lifeline. It was fantasizing about my suicide and then getting invited to a three-day life-changing seminar. It was learning that my story was mine to write or rewrite however I wanted and that I could write a better one every single day until eventually I'm living the life of my dreams and my new identity is completely unrecognizable or even imaginable to my old identity five or ten years ago. Your current victim identity has to die so that you can be reborn as the beautiful, powerful, loving force of nature you were sent here to be. But as long as you cling to your endless source of excuses to be less, you can never be more. Remember, everyone was born with huge potential. And we are almost always constantly attacked in those areas in which we have the most potential. Think about that. The areas you struggle in the most are also the areas in which you have the most potential. You get to decide who you are, how you react, and nobody else can override your decision unless you ask them to. So I invite all of you to reflect on these ideas, these things that I learned and relearned at my event, and see if there is some area that you need to focus on to get better results in your own life. I love you all, and I want you to be the happiest you can be. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next Monday.